In the beginning, there was nothing. Then there were comic books. Once you enter our world, there is no escape. Comic exposure begins in 3, 2, 1. Welcome to the Comic Exposure Podcast. My name is Josh Buckley, and my podcast friend, my podcast pal. Mm, nope, not going to do it. Try it again. Uh, welcome to the Comic Exposure Podcast. My name is Josh Buckley, and my podcast pug. Not bad. Not bad. <laughs> Travis Rats here. My podcast pug is Travis Rats. I say that because Travis is a pug lover. I do. Well, I, I'm a pug owner, and therefore, it's like if you own anything, like let's say you get a collect, let's say, um, you buy a couple of like Coke signs, and yeah. you have a couple of vintage Coke bottles. Someone okay. comes into your house, they see those. Guess what you're getting for every Christmas from then on? Coke from then on. Coke stuff. Right? Coke. Yeah. Lots of Coke. Lots of Coke. <laughs> Mountains of Coke bottles. Mountains of Coke bottles. Uh, so, uh, can I ask you a quick question, Travis? Before sure. we get into it, um, as a as a pug lover, as a pug lover, undercover pug lover. Under, are you an undercover pug lover? Undercover pug lover. Do you? I what I want to know is why you don't have a sticker on the back of your car that says "Pugs like, butts drive me nuts." Yeah, or I love pugs or something like that. No, no. I, I yeah, because I'm like I said, I'm a undercover <laughs> pug lover. Like, I, think I don't might, like to celebrate it. Like, I think you might get more ladies if you just let everybody know you love it's pugs. It's just my dog. <laughs> All right, so this is a comic exposure podcast. Where we talk about pugs. Where we talk and about collectibles. That deal with pugs. Pug collectibles. But but pugs. <laughs> oh, butt man. Pugs. That's good. That's good. Anyways, this is a comic exposure Friday podcast. Friday night podcast. Where we. Much more silly than the Sunday night podcast. <laughs> yes. uh, on this podcast, we usually bring on a guest and we talk about a trader graphic novel. And uh, we kind of do like a comic book club about that trader graphic novel. And we have a guest on today. Our guest is uh, Kyle Spratt. Kyle, why don't you say hi? Hey. 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 Kyle's on the podcast. Kyle's our <laughs> second youngest. Um, yeah, second youngest guest. Yeah. We had we had my daughter on, who's like 14. Right. And uh, Kyle, you just turned what? 18. Just turned 18. Because I'm 18. I get <laughs> confused every day. Remember that song? Remember that I little do. Day? That's a good one. That's a good one. I just don't or, know what to say. 18 in life to go. I know Skid Row. You know Skid Row? I know Skid Row. 18 in life. He's got it. 18 in life. You don't know that song? Welcome to the 18 podcast where we cover all things 18, <laughs> starting with songs that no one's heard of. <laughs> Everybody's heard of that song but you, Travis. You were in Japan. Yeah. I understand. It's and hard. We only got um, Alice Cooper out there. <laughs> Alice Cooper and Godzilla. Alice Cooper. Alice Cooper and Godzilla. All right, so Kyle, you're on the podcast today. Uh, Kyle, can you, let's, we're going to, we've got some questions for you okay. uh, because that's what we do on this cool. show. We ask questions. Can you tell me, Kyle, first? I'm going to need you to. Ratchet it up a little bit. Me? I only show it's done. <laughs> Kyle, as being part of the Comic Exposure Podcast, we really have one question to ask you to start off the podcast. Up until this point, we are when you read this trade for this week, what has been your exposure to comics? Prior to this, what comics what what has touched your life comic book wise? Yeah. Uh comic book wise, I wasn't into comics until I went to my first Comic Con. And then I started, because I watched uh, the first season of The Walking Dead, I started reading the uh, comics because it was a lot more uh, interesting than the actual show. And then, Truth. Yeah. And then I also uh, had exposure to uh, meeting Stan Lee at Comic-Con and getting a Spider-Man signed. So that's... Oh, nice. Is this the, the Comic-Con here a couple years ago? Yeah. 
Nice. Okay. I try to get meet Stanley. Let me tell you, did I ever tell you when I tried to meet Stanley? No. Uh, it was like I think it was like two you comic s- podcasts. You ago. saw the line and you're no, like, no, 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 screw it. <laughs> like I was like, I'm gonna go to Comic Con. I got like the full weekend pass, and I was like, I wasn't buying anything because I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna spend the hundred bucks. I'm gonna get me a photo with Stan. You mm-hmm. know, I'm like, I would never pay a hundred bucks to get a photo with anyone. But I'm like, it's Stanley. Let yeah. me do it. So I'm like, oh, I'll get there early on Sunday and I'll just go buy tickets to go to the photo. So I go with my buddy of mine. I show up to the line that's there for the photo selections. And I go up. I'm all excited because I've been talking about this all weekend and getting my photo with Stan Lee. I go up there like, one photo with Stan, please. And and the guy goes, yeah, we've been sold out of that for like weeks. Like, what do you mean you've been sold out? I thought it was just we show up. Like, how can this be so popular? Yeah, you have to buy him early. But apparently Kyle... Kyle got, the, Kyle got in the Kyle, Kyle got in there photo. and took my photo. He and probably they, had the last one. They also told me not to shake his hand, and I did anyway. And he said, "I said uh, thanks for your work." He's like, "Yeah, no problem, man." Like he was just casual about <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah, you probably broke he his hand. He broke his old feeble. <laughs> he broke Stan's hand, <laughs> broke man. His hand. All right, so Kyle, uh, can I? So if you haven't read, so my understanding, have you ever read? So I should probably tell everybody what comic book we're reading, right? That'll lead me into yeah, my question. Yeah, you can do that. Uh, we are reading Batgirl of Burnside. Batgirl of Burnside. So it's actually like... It says spoiler, volume Spoiler. One. We read Batgirl Bur- we read, Burnside. We read Batgirl you know Burnside. what? Based on last um, uh, variant, I'm going to put this out there right now. We're going to spoil this trade. Yeah, we are. All right? We Baby are. years out there. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. So... Kyle, have you ever read Batman before? Have you ever read like Batman comics before? No, I have not. Okay, so you are like, you're a pretty fresh comic book reader, correct? Yeah. Okay. All right. What about Bartman? You ever read any Bartman? No. You know, Simpsons Simpson style. The only comics I read is Walking Dead. All right. All right so he's only the, always the Walking Dead. So you've read comics with lots of swear words and dead bodies in yes. black and white, no colors, no colors. So this is a whole new world for you. It is. Don't color, you dare. Color came out. It was like the 60s all over again. It's yeah. impressive. That's impressive. So here's what I got for you, Kyle. You haven't read a, a, a comic aside from Walking Dead before, really. Do you watch? Have you seen the superhero movies? Have you seen those? Yes. Okay. So you've seen the superhero movies. You've seen those. If What would be your favorite? What's your favorite superhero movie you've seen? Uh, probably up until recently. Um, I would probably say Ant-Man was really good. Ant-Man was really good? Did, yeah. you, did you see Ant-Man, Travis? I did. I like that. I don't like that question, though. Here's okay. what I want to know, Kyle. No. <laughs> uh, you're, coming out of, you're coming out of high school right yeah. now. So you're, you're, you just graduated last year? Yeah. All right. Here's what I want to know. I want to know, with this comic book boom, like, do, uh, seniors in high school, is that a co- topic of conversation? Do you guys sit around talking about superhero movies and stuff like that in video games? Or is that you keep that on undercover pug style and you're just like, that's my back pocket. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, like, when you were reading Walking Dead, were you like talking to your friends at school about it? Did you, did you have conversations about, like, I'm reading this kick ass comic and they weren't, they didn't punch you in the face or anything? Yeah, I read, I read The Walking Dead and then they were, I was talking about it, but like most of them didn't like me talking about it because they just watched the show and some of the stuff got ruined. Um, I have really nerdy friends, so they kind of are into like the movies, so we'll talk about it occasionally, but not like a huge topic type of thing. Right, right. All right, all right. Kyle, you're not going to break that mic. You can speak up. Enunciate. We're all teachers here, so we got to we gotta. It's good. Enunciate. It's good. All right, so here, here, here we go. Are you ready for this, Travis? Yeah. You ready for this? Get into the, let's get into the book. Are we going to get into the book already? I have another question What's your, for okay, Kyle. Okay, you question. You fire it at Kyle. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, fire I'm away. like Charlie Rose. <laughs> <laughs> this Charlie, is almost in depth. Charlie, Charlie Rose, but this is my Citizen Kane. All right, um, Kyle, you got a tattoo day, right? Another tattoo? Is your second tattoo? Yes. It's it is. fresh. It's fresh ink, as the kids say. Yes. All right, here's my question. You got, what did you get? First I got all. an anchor. An anchor on your wrist. Okay. If you were to, I guess you're. If you were to get a a nerdy tattoo, like something of geek culture or sci-fi comic culture, 
And uh, not, not something that you w- you're going to get, but if you could get something in that genre, what would you put on your skin, brother? Um, I would probably put more like that's hard. I'd probably put like the Joker would be really cool, right? Is there like a certain version of the Joker you're thinking about? Like I would really like the uh, new. Uh, it'd be ironic, uh, Jared Leto's Joker. Huh? The ta- all the tattoos on him. So Jared, Jared, oh, uh, a Joker tattoo, a tattoo of Joker with tattoos. Oh, and one of the to- one of the tattoos should be of you with the Joker tattoo. Boom. <gasps> All right, so Joker tattoo in your butt cheek, Josh. What about what about you? What, what would you get? What would what would you? I want to get on my butt cheek. Oh, you know, you gotta you gotta get Joker in your butt cheek. <laughs> yeah, if you're gonna get Joker, yeah, anyway, Kyle, yeah. it's on your butt cheek. So, uh, what tattoo would I get? Yeah, my wife and I have this joke. If we were gonna get tattoos, because neither of us have tattoos, because we're not hip enough for tattoos. Yeah, uh, I want to get Thwip on my wrist. Oh, that's not bad. That's that's actually so pretty like, cool. I like that. The, the onomatopoeia of Thwip on my on my wrist. That's so. not bad. Now, how like? I've seen it spelled different ways in comic books. How would you spell it? T H W I P. Okay. Thwip. That's 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 copyrighted Thwip Marvel material. Should I put an H after the W? Yeah. You know, Thwip. I'm gonna steal your answer, but you know where I'm gonna put it? <laughs> on your butt. Oh, my dick. Thwip on my dick, Josh. I, just, I get your joke. Did you get it? I get your joke. It's not a joke. This is happening. <laughs> I will pay you good money if you if you, that, if you did if you do good money. Uh, would you you'd at least pay for the tattoo, right? It can't be that expensive. How much did yours cost? You said it was the Friday the Thirteenth. Uh, that one was uh, only twenty. Yeah, but it's on his uh, wrist. Give dude. a shout out to the the tattoo shop. Yeah, where'd, where'd you get your tattoo? I down? got the tattoo at Idle Hands. Oh shit! <laughs> That's where I want to get my thwip tattoo. Get those Idle Hands up on there. Do you, now I think you might have to pay more than twenty bucks to get it on your Johnson. Do you? They charge you for yeah. where you want to get it? My other tattoo that I got on my, depending on how big it is, my other tattoo is 300 Well, it's not going to be very big. Yeah, yeah. No, is it just, <laughs> if it's cold outside, it might only be ip. Um, but my question is, does it matter Does it matter where in your body you get a tattoo? Like if I get it, like if it, the more risque the place, do they charge you more? I it do, Honestly, it would be harder just to find an artist that would do yeah, it. Yeah, that would do it. You think so? Yeah. That no, honestly, you, you these have tattoo to, places are filled with junkies, be, not alcoholics. I'm gonna be really honest. You have to have your like dick hard to get a tattoo. You can't have it soft because then when you get hard, it what about on my ball sack? I you don't could think do it. Want that? You could do it next. You could do it like <laughs> shave a little patch off. What about like underneath the lip? You know how they do I've that? See, I had that a, disappears, those are, those right? Are in trend. Yeah, and then those, those like blood tattoos where they cut into your skin, but they go away, right? Don't the ones on your yeah they wear off really quick. I had a friend back in the day who had a straight edge tattoo. On the inside of his lip, and so if you Wait, didn't it said straight edge, yeah, it's X X X X S X E. Yeah, nice. This, this is not in my realm. Straight edge. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. All right, all right. So, anyways, Razor's Edge, Razor Ramon, Razor Ramon. WWE. Let's talk about the book before it gets too off track. All right, whip. We've only spent how many minutes not talking about the book? We're good. We're no more bit. I started a timer timer this time, so you don't turn into a pumpkin. Look at me. I'm getting all organized. You are. Oh, uh, we've only been talking for 10 Tw- minutes 10 about, minutes. about nothing. <laughs> All right, so on the podcast today, we're reading Batgirl of Burnside, Volume 1, uh, DC Comics. Uh, with, uh, it was written by Cameron Stewart and Brendan Fletcher, co-writers on it. Uh, Cameron Stewart, I think this is his first writing. I think this is the first book he, he's written. Uh, he was an artist on Catwoman with Brubaker. I love Brubaker. Right, right. But I didn't, I didn't read that one, so I, I don't, I don't know it. He also uh, did a little bit of art on Batman and Robin, and he's also the artist right now on Fight Club Two. So there, there, there's a Fight yeah, I heard good Club things about Fight Club Two. Uh, he's the artist on that. And then Brendan Fletcher, uh, right now he's writing Black Canary, uh, Batgirl, and then uh, he is a co-writer with um, Becky Cloonan on Gotham Academy. The art on this bad boy is by Babs Tar. And 
Babstar is like. See, I thought at first when I heard about Batgirl, Batgirl yeah. and Babstar, I thought Babs was the writer. No, right. No. It would. It would. Babs is the Babs is the artist. She does the art on it. Uh, this is her first book. This is her first comic book. So she was like uh, a lot of like. I, she had like fan posting, like co- like her, her drawings of characters and stuff like that online, and she got the book. This is really going to affect my um, uh, review of the book. Uh, Cameron Stewart, do we know how old? Cameron Stewart is in his. Uh, he's probably in his. Are you sure know. it's a he? Could be. A yeah, girl. no. Cameron Stewart's a man. He yeah, is definitely a, a man. Cameron's Cameron Stewart's a guy. Oh, it's not Keith. Go ahead. I'm gonna say I, okay. I could probably take a guess at what what age. How old do you think he is? I'm guessing he's in his mid thirties. I'm gonna say late twenties, late twenties, late fifties, fifties. Yeah, 50s. you can go late fifties. Yeah. Not late fifties. No. Cameron Stewart's a young man. Really? Uh, yeah. Cameron said he was a classic. No, he's not. He's like this is his first oh, writing. Yeah. He's in his late twenties, early thirties. Looks like he won't. He's from Canada. Does that uh, help? Well, Canadians they are a little bit more mature than us Americans in they, general. Yeah, they don't shoot each other. You know. Anyways, not not too important. Yeah, but, um, not too important. Something I will bring up later. Yeah, I figure that's one of my that's one of my questions. I think I think you and I are on the same on the same page on that. So here's what I'm gonna say. Uh, Babstar first book, uh, her first kind of foray into comic books. Before that, she did a lot of like I, I don't want to say fan art because that sounds like cheap to say that, but she did a lot of like not. She didn't do uh, sequential art, right? It was like sense. like Kevin Wada, you know, like he would do like yeah, he, he, he does like move from like, like fashion into covers and and like one shots and things like that. Yeah, yeah, fill ins so, like a page fill in or special thing. Yeah, so yeah. she's she's kind of doing the same thing uh, where where you know she was kind of doing a little bit of work and uh, let's see, he was. It doesn't tell me how old he is, man. I'm a little, right. I'm a little right. bummed by that. He's keeping it a secret. All right, you so you so coy, Cameron. Yeah, I don't want him to know how old you are, Cameron Stewart. Lame. All right, we're, so. All right, so you, you, uh, we could open it up. Oh, I'm not going to do the I'm not going to yeah, yeah, I'll yeah, do the summary. Yeah, All right, yeah. so I'm going to do the summary of it. So here's a quick summary of uh, Volume 1 of Batgirl of Burnside. So Batgirl, uh, she moves to Burnside, right? Like her house burns down. She moves to Burnside, which is the hip and trendy part it's of the Brooklyn, Gotham. It's the Brooklyn of Gotham. I was going to say it's the Portland of Gotham. Yeah, but, oh, um, I agree. It's like a Portland. <laughs> the author actually in an interview said it's the Brooklyn of Gotham. But so, go ahead, please. It's fine. It's the Brooklyn of Gotham. It's the hip, cool place in Gotham to live. Uh, so he he uh, she moves Batgirl moves to uh, Burnside where she is supposed to be going to college right she's got this algorithm to solve crime on a computer uh, she ends up doing her Batgirl thing there uh, she makes a new costume she, there ends up being herself in a computer program that's trying to kill her and protect Gotham if that makes sense so someone is out to ruin her reputation. It goes, uh, someone tries to seal our identity, someone tries to ruin our reputation, and then it ends with uh, a computer program trying to destroy Burnside and Batgirl. Right. And take 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 Batgirl's body over and implant a computer in it, if that right. makes sense. So, let's 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 talk about this really quick. I mean, that was my quick summary, and it was quick. It was super quick. It was very quick. Very quick. You, you, wait, Kyle, do you think he needs to add anything to that summary? What would you add to it? What would you add to it, Kyle? Uh, that uh, the comic book in a summary is uh, super trendy in the sense that like they had like a Snapchat, but it wasn't really Snapchat, and they had like a Tinder, but it wasn't really Tinder. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It's, it's, cool. it's drenched in uh, uh, social media. Like, yeah, I everything it. about this book. Yeah, they kept oh. it more current and instead of like an old school. Sure, just, sure. That's that's sure. my first question. That's my first question. Yeah. So my first question, Kyle, do you feel? That this story was aimed at you as a millennial, like your generation. 
Yes, it was, but I feel like they uh, kind of like oversaturated it a little bit in some places. But it was kind of cool because there was like multiple uh, surfaces they could work with in the comic instead of just one scene. Okay, they were on computers and phones and texting and all that. So yeah, so they get to add a lot of stuff in. Yeah. So we we talk about oversaturated. So we're talking about this book, and obviously uh, there there is a. Uh, a heavy uh, like the, social media the, yeah th- that's I mean that is obviously one of the 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 things one of the themes running through this and also one of the things it's not a new trope in comics you've seen like kick ass we've seen like mm-hmm. you know tweets and stuff appear in other comic books uh, kind of as one offs or jokes but here we see uh, social media being a uh, a key part of the story like yeah. almost every single issue if you break down the single issues one of the driving forces as far as her solving the crimes or what's getting into her mess is a piece of social media uh so now you said it, it's it, so it's it got a heavy presence so what do you mean by oversaturated like go like, go, like everything like they kind of overplayed like i think it was called hook like yeah in the app, like the Tinder, how like that was overused, kind of in the comic book, like that was all over it. They right, so done more Kyle's platforms. talking about in here they have kind of like a, a hook or like a match dot com. Yeah, it's like uh, it's like it's, it's literally like, Tinder. It's like it's Tinder, Tinder meets knockoff. Facebook though, yeah. because yeah, yeah. it's not like she like checks into places, and so it didn't seem quite as like swipe left, swipe right to bone, right? Like, uh, yeah, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it seemed a little more like. Tinder meets Facebook. Yeah, that and that's sense. and that's um, a key part of uh, a lot of these issues. That keeps coming up in there. Yeah. And so, Travis, I want to ask you, as someone on the edge of being a millennial, yes. I am like... Yeah, I, I, think, I, I think I'm officially a millennial. You are. Like, I, I'm, the, I'm the granddaddy millennial, yeah, 1984. Well, I, I graduated in 2000, so I, I believe they say that millennials started those kids who graduated in 2000. So I am the... Like, you and I are kind of... The grandpa, yeah. Well, of, it's, it's different for us because, uh, unlike many of, uh, like, I think, I think the millennials, I think they're extending that generation out a little bit too long. Yeah. Because I mean, there are there are are, are kids who grew up that are called millennials who never knew life without cell phones or high internet speeds and stuff like that. And we, I mean, I didn't dial get a cell up, phone buddy. until I was like twenty one. Yeah, I didn't get yeah, cell phone I didn't, until after. I didn't get dial up until I was fourteen. You know, <laughs> so I mean, we get we get to experience life without all this technology. But I don't like a lot of. I think a lot of people who are thirty-one, like myself, they're, they're very hesitant to group themselves into millennials. You know what I say? Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. So, what, what did you what did you think about the? As an old man, as an old man reading this comic book, did you feel like you could relate to the use? Because you don't. You have a Twitter account that you don't use. Right. right you have you. a Facebook account that you don't use. Right. Right. So, right. As, how did how did this work for you as, well, a, as a storytelling as a plot device? Well, I. I I, I I agree with Kyle that it was oversaturated. I, I think that yeah. the, it was it was a little heavy handed. Uh, I, I see what they're going for, and I liked it. It's it's, it's a it, it is it is the tone of the whole book. I mean, yeah. it's centered around this. There's not much else out there. So I will say this: I was really excited to read this book, not because I'm a big Batgirl fan. In fact, I think this is the only piece of Batgirl I've ever sat down and read, yeah. aside from her being in appearing in Batman books. So I was excited to read it because read this because it got a lot of good reviews and there's a big buzz about it. Yeah. And the tagline for this book or the way people sold it to me was like, "Oh, it's Batgirl, but it's like Batgirl, Millennial Batgirl." Yeah. And I said, "Cool," but I go, "It can't just be Millennial Batgirl because that's not enough substance." Yeah. And I was disappointed to find out that I think that for me. It just felt like millennial Batgirl. I got that until the very end. I I, I think I'm gonna agree. I'm gonna agree with both of you guys about the. There was a lot of use on this, but then when you, I think once you find out that 
hook or whatever you want to call it, whatever that, I think that's how you pronounce it. I'm going to guess how you pronounce it is hook. When you find out like that's the driving force behind the plot, I wasn't bothered by it as much by issue 40, right? By the end of this little arc, it didn't bother me much because that's the evil villain. Like the right, right. the virus that's attacking that website. So you've got to use it a plot point around, uh, uh, along the way. And, it, and I think about it like how often like as a as someone who it teaches high school, like how often kids are on social media. Right. right? So I'm not surprised that like if Batgirl's a 20-whatever-year-old in college that she's going to be updating where she's at all the time. Look, I update where I'm at on Facebook. Sure, sure. So why, why wouldn't Batgirl? Uh, so Kyle, <laughs> let me let me ask this, Kyle. Um, do you think do you think that um, do you think it did a good idea? If if you were a superhero, Kyle, would you post pictures of yourself on Instagram? Would you have an Instagram if you were a superhero? I totally would, just for the fact that like I would like totally do like puns all the time with my superhero outfit, and then I would totally like. I would probably post them and wait till I'm away from the scene so the villains can't use it against me. Oh, there you go. That's a smart man right there. Right. But it's also kind of creepy because social media you can be stalked on, so I feel like the villains could find you a lot easier and know exactly where you are. So it kind of that's kind of a hard question. Here's my question to you, um, um, Kyle. I, I feel that there is a rash of of stories and movies and TV shows, uh, and now even comic books with Batgirl that uh, are written by people who aren't necessarily at the younger set of of the millennials uh, and do you feel this encapsulate because she's a she's about your age Batgirl in this book is about your age give or take a, a year yeah, like three years Does, is, that, this, yeah. is this is this a not uh, social media aside is this a good display uh, display of your of what you think your generation's values morals desires uh, personalities are or yeah so I mean, I'll, I'll keep it open ended okay yeah I think it is cause like I mean even without the social media aspect even like the just like hooking up and parties and stuff like there's like in every generation there's the nerds and then there's the partiers so I feel like it did capture that pretty well what what about aside and you kind of hit you just kind of hit on this you know like the, the stereo like the how we're grouping kids you know like how we're stereotyping people and we see yeah. we see a mix of stereotypes which um uh, so let's sidetrack for a second we'll talk yeah. about that uh Josh yeah um there is a diverse range of characters in this book. There are. Um, we're hitting every aspect of the rainbow, no pun intended, and just about everything. What did you think about this? Like, talk. Let's talk about some of the 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 diversity of characters in here, because uh, we're hitting everything. Yeah, I think I think that that's one thing that this book does well. I, I, there's like a character for everybody in this book. If that makes sense, like, not that you go into a comic book going, I need a character who looks like me or a character who, but one you can who, relate to. Yeah, but one you can relate that, that to. That helps. That helps. Yeah, with any and I, I think it does, yeah. and I think that this does a really good job of that. You know, like uh, Barbara's group of friends are very diverse, right? Like her her TA or her helper in college is like a Muslim girl, and like her roommate is black, and there's uh, you know, there's all this range of people that she's interacting with. And I, I think that if nothing else, if nothing, I, th- I think there's some really good parts about this book. I think that uh, Cameron Stewart, Cameron Stewart and Fletcher put a nice variety of people in this book. And I, mm. I don't think it seems pandery. Right. I think it's, I think this is a book written by people and you and I can say that like, there's a generation, there's a difference between uh, like millennials and, and non millennials. 
Right, is my dog dying? What's going on over here? Yeah, your dog's dying over here. All right. Chloe! Chloe, we're doing a podcast! Come on, girl. All right, so, my dog aside. <laughs> I think that, I think that like, uh, Stuart and Fletcher do a really good job of putting everybody in here. And it, it doesn't seem pandery. Uh, but, but I think, like, you and I come from a generation where everybody in the comics that you and I read mm-hmm. were white guys who were superheroes or white ladies who were superheroes, right? With not necessarily a large, diverse cast yeah, of Spawn. people. That's Spawn, right? Spawn. You can yeah. name. You can name like one. But but again, that's the change, right? That's that's yeah. that independent yeah, yeah, comic, yeah. right? Uh, and I think that this is this is what comics look like now. This is what modern comics look like. I think this is what modern mm-hmm. America looks like. And so I think you're finally seeing these writers who are in their 30s are are we're writing comics that look like the world we live in right now, as opposed to the 90s or the 80s. Uh, or even back when you and I read those old Daredevil issues, you know, like the the difference between all that. Well, th- this might make me sound insensitive. I don't mean to come across this way. I found the opposite. When anybody, found, when anybody says, I don't want to be insensitive, you know, that's, you know what that means? I don't want this to sound insensitive. <laughs> that doesn't mean I'm not being insensitive. I don't want this to sound insensitive. Okay. It's okay. like saying no offense. Yeah. You're offensive. Well, right yeah, here. very offense, offense taken. <laughs> um, I thought it was pandering. You think um, it's pandering? I, there was this thing in the 90s. Uh, Burger King had this Burger King Kids Club. Yeah. Burger right? King. And they had a kid in wheels whose name was Wheels. Uh, they had a nerdy uh, person. They had a, a token black guy with, like, his name was Ray, and he had, like, shades on. <laughs> and I feel like at times they, they – it was like they had to check – they were just checking things off the list. Are we okay with gay and lesbians? Check. We're going to put them in there. Are we okay with handicaps? Check. Are we? And I'm, I'm just, we're all okay with it. And I think – I think especially from a millennial generation – I don't think we have to be so like uh, uh, on point about the fact that we're accepting because these people, uh, a lot of millennials, grew up, especially in like these cities, you mm-hmm. know, like the city yeah. areas, educated city areas. They grew up where this was there wasn't a uh, obscene sense of racism or race relations that there would be in like uh, towns in the Midwest or in the South. And so it's like it's almost like we're trying to teach a lesson of acceptance. It's, very, it's I, thought, I thought it was very heavy handed. Now, it sounds like I'm coming off on this, on this book. I like a lot of things about it, just the first couple of topics that we're talking about. Yeah. I, I, it just felt... I can, I can see what you're saying. I would, I would say that I think that this is an urban city with a variety of races in it, and I think they're trying to do that in the book. I feel like so, they're trying to stay up with the times, too. Yeah, I think, think that's about probably, I think that's probably more of it. But as, as anyone, does anyone have a whole collection of... Uh, when you're, when you're, your closest friends, does every closest friend hit a different stereotype? Well, no, no, but I don't have a lot of close friends. Yeah. So. Well, you need to get some handicapped people up in this bitch. I know, right? So, so here we go. Let me let's 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 move that let's move that aside. We pick- no, we're gonna address this. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get more. <laughs> let's 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 pick it up. Here, here's my next question. Here, uh, Kyle. Yeah. This is like the first book you've first Batgirl book you've read. First Batman family book you've read. Yeah. You haven't read Batman before. This is really. Um, Volume six. It says Batgirl Burnside Volume One. It felt it felt like I jumped in the middle but, of the story. Yeah. But there are five volumes before it. This was just the new creative team takes over. So I want to ask you, Kyle, did you feel lost when you started this? I didn't feel uh, lost. I just kind of felt like I didn't even know there was one before, but it kind of did feel like I like uh Mr. Atza like basically just uh basically just like he kind of jumped in the middle of it and it didn't seem like there was like a backbone story to it like her house burned and then she's like 
having to move and you're like, why did she have to move all of a sudden? Right. What Kyle's referring to is like when we first meet back on this, she's moving into a new apartment. Yeah. And there seems to be issues with the old roommate she was having moving away from and then the new roommate. They've known each other for a while. Yeah. So, yeah, I I agree, Kyle. It, it, It was I was like we were walking into a story that has already started. But but I don't think you have to have read that. I feel like I was able to pick up and we're starting a new chapter with this. Did you feel the same way? Yeah, I felt the same way. Like it wasn't hard. It was just that one part was kind of awkward. The rest of it seemed to go a lot more smoothly. I think that was the point of this. And I think that's why they renamed it volume one. So it's like a, a new take on the character in a new city. And I think like if you do this with any pickup, right? So this is the new 52 run of Batgirl started when new 52 started over and so it went through five volumes of, of that. And this was like a new creative team, a new artist, new direction. And so they came in and switched it up. And there's part of me who knew stuff because I know Batgirl, right? I, like, I, I haven't right. read a lot of Batgirl, but I know enough about comics to know, yeah, Batgirl was in a wheelchair. She was paralyzed. She was – like Travis, you know what I'm talking about? Like, yeah, yeah. She was Oracle, yeah. all that sort of stuff. Yeah, so, when they point out the Joker stuff, the Joker smile. Yeah. Like, that, would, that would be tough, I think, for people who didn't know that history. You just see this weird smile in the dark shadow. Yeah. There's that, that one panel on there. That might be one of the origin books, uh, the issue that wasn't in your, your singles. But uh, you're like, oh, they, they point out to that quite yeah. a bit. Um, but otherwise, I, th- I think they did I, – like, I've never really read it before, but but – let me ask you, Kyle, do you think if you were, like, as someone who just picked this up and you said you didn't really get lost on it, was this a good jumping on point for this story? You think you got enough information that you needed to, to follow it along? I feel like, I, for me, like, I've read comics before, so it was a little bit easier to, like, get along with it. But for someone who's read, never read comics before, it probably would have been a little bit harder and maybe have, like, a prelude to the story or something. Mm-hmm. Like a, a little, a little like, previously on yeah. Yeah. Previous <laughs> Black Girl. Like an O2 and O style? Yeah. Like there's a little montage, an Asian girl moved in the Beverly Hills High, and <laughs> students are freaking out. What? Um, All right, Kyle. Um, let's get let's talk specifics here. Let's yeah. talk about these characters. Uh, aside from Batgirl, who is the titular character here, uh, Barbara Gordon. Um, who who do you think, aside from Batgirl, is really bringing it in the story? Who's who's the the most engaging character f- uh, for you, other than Batgirl? If it, she might not even be the most engaging character for you. I felt like it was like the nerd doing everything for her. Like he like, <laughs> can't remember, I, I liked his name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't like his name. I, I liked him, the character. Yeah. He uh, he like made everything for her. It was like that cool thing. And I think it was one of the last scenes where uh, basically it, he made like a trap where she threw it in the car and it exploded and didn't kill the person, but made it so they couldn't move until the cops were there. Right, it right. Was cool. He's kind of like the uh, the Cisco from the Flash. Yeah, very much. I think he does a really good job. There's a scene later on. I really, I'm gonna agree with you, Kyle. I don't think he's he's not my favorite, but I think there's a scene later on where uh, it's like the second to last book where she's being chased by everybody in town, right? Mm. Like everybody's coming right. after her, yeah. And she like texts him because that's what social media backgirl does. Right. She texts yeah. her friends. Those her thumbs. Your thumb is quicker than your tongue. Apparently, and so she texts and she goes, "Hey, bring me like I'm. Thank you for meeting me. I needed more stuff." And he's like, "This is the last time." Yeah, like, yeah. hey, hey, Batgirl, I think you're hot and everything. Yeah, but no more. I can't do this. I, I can't, can't do, do this, this anymore. I think he was trying to be like a badass, but and trying to maybe get closer to Batgirl. Oh, he's but trying. Maybe, he's trying to score some Yeah, <laughs> we'll play some I like it. I like it, but, Kyle. But then, but then he, but then he goes like, "Oh man, people really hate you, and I don't want to. I don't want to be associated with yeah, that." Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, this is the last time I'm going to yeah, give you. Yeah, I'm getting, I'm getting defriended left and right. <laughs> 
people people on hook people on hook hate me because of this um uh, so what about um would you would you think of let me ask you would you guys think of uh black canary in this would you guys think of black canary she's kind of like the best friend she fights with all the, the whole time you know, I, I really love her design. I really love all these characters' designs in here, which we'll talk about in art in a minute. But um, I, I, I don't know enough about Black Canary that it. I just kind of read her as another superhero in this. A kind of a, uh, I didn't get anything particularly Black Canary. I know Black Canary is kind of like a little bit more hard-edged, yeah. kind of stubborn. Uh, but I, I kind of just read her as, okay, this is a different version, so I'm not really bringing any baggage. I don't really have any baggage to bring in yeah. as someone who doesn't know a lot about Black Canary. So um, I thought there was a lot of hugs in between Batgirl and Black Canary for a, two, super, two superheroes. And you weren't bothered by that at all? No, it was just like before we fight, we got a hug. After the fight, we got a hug. When we make up, we got a hug. Well, there are girls. There's a lot of hugging, you know. I know. A lot of girl and girl action. Yeah, that's the, yeah. Girls hug each other. Yeah. Do you, they do. Do you want to hug after the podcast, Travis? I would like a hug right now. I, I'll hug you after the podcast <laughs> right now, and I have to put the mic down. It's just too complicated. So, Kyle, so what do you think of Black Canary in the book, Kyle? I thought she was pretty cool because she was like a metal singer, and then <laughs> that part where she like sung and like the drones fell, spoiler alert, <laughs> she, uh, I just thought she was kind of like badass, kind of, like you said, kind of edgy. Yeah, she's definitely like the punk rock sidekick, yeah. right? Right. And in fact, the current book that came out after this uh, Black Canary gets her own series. So after being in this arc, this this volume, Black Canary has her own series where she goes on the road with that band, and okay. she like fights crime along the way. I like how I like <laughs> that how, sounds cool. I like how Black Canary was all like uh, got her panties in a bunch because the Batgirl was like seeking out fame and social media, yeah. and then Black Canary goes and joins a band, right. yeah. which is the ultimate like uh, stroke. Of the ego, it's like I'm gonna go. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna fight crime as much because I'm joining the band. Record deal, money, y'all. Even like the last page, she's like, yeah. "We're gonna get some money. I'm gonna get a record deal." And like, didn't she just admonish me for for seeking out fame and fortune? And she goes, "Yeah, whatever." Yeah, right. Whatever. So, yeah, I didn't they know gotta... Canary was like a superhero. So yeah, yeah she, so she has the power. Like her voice is like she has. The, she not only, oh! not only can she fight, but she, her <laughs> canary cry. Yeah, is uh, hurts people. That's pretty cool, right? So. Of course, she's in a sweet punk band where she gets to wail. Right? And I you thought she was more she, like, a, like a Sonic Youth. You know how she, remind, no, she reminds me of uh, Crucial Taunt from Wayne's World. <laughs> That's right. right? Like, uh, what's her name? You guys wail. You guys, you guys really wail. <laughs> That's where I remind her. Like, she'd be up there and they'd, they'd be playing like uh, what's uh, in a ballroom blitz. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> they'd be doing a ballroom. Oh, blitz. it's been getting. Oh, it was and like they've always played Dreamweaver. Yeah, Dreamweaver. Yeah. 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 Uh, what's her name? What is that chick's name? Tia Carrera. Yeah, Tia Carrera. That shows your guys' age. It definitely yeah. does. <laughs> Wayne's World does show Wayne. Still classic. Um, All right. So party on, Josh. Party on, Travis. <laughs> so here's what I want to ask you. Uh, this big. So we're gonna let's kind of get into a little bit of art and a little bit of stuff in here. This was a big costume design change for Batgirl. This this was uh, this made a giant splash uh, on the social media, on Twitter, everywhere about this Batgirl costume. Uh, Kyle, what did you think of Batgirl's costume? I know, like, you may not have any previous reference to what it is. Yeah. So, what do you think of this costume? It kind of it's pretty cool, but like, she kind of like they kind of outdid like the new age thing. Like, she has like I think if you look at one of the panels, she has like Doc Martens. Oh, they're definitely boots. Doc Martens. They're definitely they're, like, oh, they're, like a rip on and like Docs. These are yeah. Docs, baby. Ooh, look at that. Look at you. Travis has got his yellow Doc. I got Martens my Batgirls on. <laughs> so, uh. 
Well, let me see. Do you have you got you have your combat boots on too, Kyle? Yeah, I have combat boots. Kyle, on. Kyle those are we're gonna go fight some crime after this. Yeah. You should. So, Kyle, what do you what do you think? So, you think that maybe it was a little too hip? Is that what you're telling me? No, I was be? thinking it was just like they like made it too easy type of thing. The too easy? Yeah. Uh, this was one of the things that this is the this is the cosplayable costume. This one right here. Yeah, right? it is. I love it. Like this one you can do. Travis, yeah, what yeah. do you think about the costume? I dig it. I dig it. I, I, I love – one of my favorite things about this book is the character designs. I, I really love it. I think it, it really fits the tone of the book mm-hmm. really yeah. well. It's, you know, I mean, we're talking – there's there's zippers. I mean, this is like a – like she orders it from like Amazon. Like, you know, she's ordering yeah. pieces of it from Amazon. Uh, you know, ex- which is exactly what cosplayers have to do when they're yeah. ordering stuff. It's about like assembling things together. I like the big zippers. I like how you can see the outfit that it once was in a lot of uh, a lot of the uh, yeah. uh, scenes. You're like, oh, this is um, DIY, you know, uh, style I like the, crime. Uh, fun. The uh, she has like a buckle like button uh, for a cape. Like, right, yeah, yeah. That's really cool, cool, yeah. Yeah, like the snap one. So yeah. just in yeah, case it's practical, someone, yeah. yeah. If someone grabs it, yeah. it's gonna snap come, back. It's gonna snap right off yeah. and it's fine. You it's can, smart. You can get away. It's smart. Right? Cool. I like the I like the I think the combat boots are probably the coolest part of it because it seems yeah. very like if you're gonna go kick ass and you don't have Bruce Wayne money anymore, right? <laughs> Like you get some steel code. Left. You get some steel code. Code steel toed uh, Doc Martens, right? And you you kick some serious ass. And I I think her costume design is fantastic. Steel toed steakers. <laughs> it was it was all over Twitter when they announced the costume design. There was this huge like everybody was drawing their version of the Batgirl of Burnside. Like everybody had their version of this out there. And I thought that was a really kind of a testament to where people were like, yes. There was this big argument like it didn't need to be spandex, like spandex clad muscle bound uh, a like tit- look, titties akimbo right it, it looks like something you would actually wear right like it looks like normal everyday yeah I, I i loved it i loved it i love black canary's design as well i even just love i the the um uh, babs put a lot of work into just the street fashion too yeah, there's a ton like, of like fashion in it's so of the time like even the haircuts there's like undercuts in here like the guy she dates kind of has like an undercut yeah, on there. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Um, you know, it's it's very of the times. I love the the fashion in this. Like one of the things I think why this is really popular with the demographic of of uh, of females. You know, other than it's a female centric book, is that like you could like put together like a, a nice little style out like a closet full of stuff, just imitating Batgirl's casual style. Like, what are you wearing this season? Some Bat Barbara Girl. Gordon. I'm <laughs> wearing my Barbara Gordon. <laughs> uh, there's like. I'm gonna. I love Babs Tar's art on this. I really do. I think it's really great. Kyle, as someone who the, really the only other comic book you're reading is Walking Dead, how what did you think about the art style in this book? I liked it a lot more because like there there was times that I would like stop reading it and just like look at it. Like I think there was like part of the book where they're all at a party and there's like a record player. Like there's a lot more detail in the comic than just like plain like just characters. Yeah, there is a ton That's of stuff cool. going on. I think you're right. There's like stuff in the background. The the books that are on the shelf. There's like the record player, like you were talking about. Uh, there's a lot of that little stuff in there <clears throat> that I really enjoyed. I'm sorry, Travis, for not holding the mic exactly where you want me to hold it. You hold it up to your lips. Am I, I good? Like this? Yeah, we're yeah, all good. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we we got a new little mic little system good. audience, so so I, I think I think that like uh, Kyle, I think you're right. I think the idea of it. Um, there's a lot of detail in it, and something that's fun. I really kind of enjoyed it. Um, the colors, what do you think of the colors, Travis? The only thing I might like more than the art is the colors. <laughs> like, uh, my, part of my favorite panels uh, is it's all about the color. 
Uh, what is this? Morris Coy, uh, I believe is. Uh, Wicks the, is doing colors. Oh, Wicks. Um, Morris Wicks, right? I believe that's how you pronounce the first name. I love it. The colors just jump off the page. Again, they fit with the tone of the book. The colors and the art in this are just, I mean, it fits really well. I mean, there there is a little bit kind of cartoonish, kind of a, like, I wouldn't say a manga vibe in here. I, but I think, uh, I think there was this talk of like, like she had this sort of Japanese kind of style. The angles of the faces, like of, their, of like the um, the cheekbones yeah. and things like that will we'll kind of do it. But I love it. I think this is, gr- I think the art is just phenomenal. It's just a, just a beautiful book to look at. I have much more fun flipping through this book and looking at the art uh, than I did reading it. Um, <laughs> I don't know. If that's 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 not a dig. That's a dig. But I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna agree I'm gonna agree with you. This is a word balloon heavy book. Oh, it takes it, a while to get through this. Yeah, yeah, we, we agree on that. Yeah, it was. It took me a lot longer. Like Walking Dead, I can get through probably in 20 minutes tops for like a novel. This one took me almost two hours because I was I got distracted by pictures. And, but there's a lot there's a lot of word balloons. I think there Cameron is. Cameron Stewart and it starts to wane by the end of it. You're right. So I mean I think this is Cameron Stewart's one of the first books that he was writing for it. So you can kind of see the change in his writing over it. There's a lot more action as it goes on in some of the issues. But it's a it's a balloon heavy book. But it's gorgeous. So I was like, okay, yeah, that's, that's fine. Cool. I'm cool with that. Because it looks really pretty. The colors, the colors are great. I like Babs Tar- Babtar's work. And there's a couple scenes where Babs draws like Barbara and all of her friends, and they have this real like Batman the animated series silhouette. Yeah, to all yeah, of them. yeah. When they like, she, they drew like, they draw like the uh, what's their what's they their all... team called? Um, uh, God, what's Batgirl and Black Canary? What's oh their... the Birds of Prey? Birds of Prey. Thank you. Yeah. When she does this, where she does like there's this where they go to the party. And they're all like out clubbing or whatever it is. And there's a scene of all of them. They're all dressed up. They all get out of the limo. Oh, I know car, about, yeah. And the silhouettes of each of them look straight up like Batman the Animated Series. Like the the hips on them. Right. There's this like, angular. It looks so much like the art that uh, that that Bruce Tim did. Um, you know, all that Bruce Tim stuff. It looks just like that. And I'm like, that's fantastic. There's this real great cartoony aspect to it that I'm really impressed that someone who didn't do sequential art before this was really able to kind of pull this 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 off and you know she Cameron Stewart it says in there I don't know if you guys saw it but it says Cameron Stewart did the uh um what do they call it in there they call it it's a hardcore term that's the only reason I remember it um uh, Cameron Stewart oh breakdown uh, art breakdowns so Cameron Stewart did a lot of uh breakdown. thumbnail ske- sketches for uh like thumbnails of the book that's essentially how he uh wrote it out for storyboarding him. yeah yeah he like storyboarded it and she did all the the foundational work on it uh, but I, I thought I thought the art was really good on it. Um, let's see, what do I got? I, I, I you know, I, what do you think is missing from this book? What, what, what would you put in? Uh, and I'll ask you, uh, Josh, first, and then we'll move to Kyle. What would you put into the book? I know it's 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 very it's gross to talk about how you would change someone else's story, but um, you know, I think I think I think we, I'm getting the vibe that we both. Like had no problem getting through it, yeah. But I, I don't, I don't get a sense that neither of us are super excited to to read on or you know to explore. It's I, I'm gonna. T- so I, what would you what what what's the missing ingredient? What would you add in here? I think it's I think it's fun, but I think this first arc was it was a and I think it's probably like I, I'm an old man, and that's that's I think that's what it mm-hmm. boils down to. I, I don't know that I'm the perfect demographic for this. I mean, I read it in single issues. When I heard the buzz about it, I'm like, oh, I want to pick it up. I like it. Right. I picked it up in single issues. My daughter read it because you know it was you know it was kind of that that hip cool kind of thing. I'm like, oh, Grace will like it, so I picked it up. 
it's fun. I think it's a good read. I don't know that I'm the key demographic for it. I don't, I don't know that I'm the key demographic for it, but uh, I, I don't know that I would change anything about it except for me, this first arc being so heavy on that like hook app. Right. I was kind of like, okay, I got it. Yeah, we got it. It's okay. We got it. It's supposed to be like Tinder. Okay, move on. (laughs) But at the same time, I really like the exploration of if you're a superhero, what do you do with social media? Yeah. What is a modern superhero? What is a superhero in their 20s? Wouldn't that be a part of what you are? Well, you'd certainly be captured on it, getting captured on social media. There is no, uh, there is no lurking in the shadows, Batman, you know, circa Michael Keaton, 1989 style. Well, exactly. (laughs) So you think about it like now, like we pull, people pull pull phones on cops all the time. Yeah. Like Batman brutally beats the crap out of people all the time. Right. And he's not going to catch any flack if someone puts that on. So I like, you're right. I do like that aspect of it. I think maybe, I think maybe I would have enjoyed a deeper look at that. Like okay. A, yeah. Like there's a real the consequences kind of, of social media to a superhero. Yeah. There's a kind of a glossy overtone of it, and, and I liked it, but I think if I think a dig into that might have been. I think the consequences for her were rather shallow compared to what they could have been with with our social media age. Yeah, I think yeah. You're right. All right, Kyle. So if you is with, did you like the story the way it was, or would you do anything different? And that's just weird to say, but I'm gonna I'm gonna run with uh, Travis's question. I would change one thing, and okay. it's basically uh, the action scenes kind of seemed like kind of like too hyped and then once they got to them they just happened for like a second like in, I like the old school style of comic books where they kind of overdid it with like the flashy banging type stuff oh they have several panels showing yeah. like a punch they and would like, like several panels with the, okay gotcha it got boring again and it would go back to like the hook app and you'd just be like I want more action oh, so I felt like I would, it, I would, it lacked I would, I'd agree with you Kyle I yeah. think when in the, again in the later issues they pick up the action a lot more there seemed like there was one part where there were three pages of a fight scene and I was like yes yeah. right like I was like, finally, there's there's like a solid because they do action really well. They draw action yeah. and movement really well. Babs does a really yeah. good job of the way that things are uh, of the Babs. action sequences and the way it looks. Um, Babs, I'm single. You're single. You're uh, you draw back, girl. I'm just saying. <laughs> you never know. I live in uh, East Mesa. You already can you can you, you want to move to East Mesa for Travis Rounds? Yeah, that's where we're we can, at. We can, uh, I'll I'll sit up. I'll you know like I, I can be in the background listening to music. I listen to whatever you want. You can just sit there and draw. It'll be great. I got a pug. Yeah. <laughs> you like pugs, babs? I feel like yeah, you already digged on her work, so I feel like this could be harder. Oh, no, oh, see, like this is what Kyle's saying. Kyle is is he's put this out there oh. twice tonight. You gotta be aloof, man. You right. gotta you gotta pretend like you like you don't care. Like you don't even want. Like what what babs who? Yeah. <laughs> and the ladies will come to you. Yeah. Yeah. That's why, why you're still That's why he's saying this dude in the book messed up with Batgirl. Yeah. He was yeah. Or he totally he, got friend zoned yeah. in that. He, he did. did. He did. All right. I so. would say, you know what this is missing for me? Yeah. I think an easy way to make this book better, more dimensional than just the, the one dimension of social media. Don't say put Batman in it. No, put Jim Gordon in it. I, this, when, we're, <clears throat> when we're talking about a girl in her early 20s, well, I feel like that's a, that's, that's a time when, when, when uh, young adults have to deal with the change in relationship with their parents. Here, here's what – so, again, and I think this is where we're at volume one, but really it's volume six – Right. So there's some really Gordon heavy issues in the previous oh, okay. iteration of this. I, I feel like that. putting volume one kind of makes it confusing. I would recommend changing it to volume seven or whatever. Oh, uh, welcome to the world of comics. Yeah, yeah, welcome to the world. But I, you know, and and that's the thing. Like the way comics are right now, everything's essentially a volume one for whatever quick turnaround it is, and then you go, all right, now we're on to volume one again with a new creative team or whatever. 
Uh, but I, I think, you know, Gordon was in some of the older ones. And Gordon is in the Secret Origin one that you guys looked at. Yeah. Uh, that wasn't in mine. That's the only book I didn't get to read. I read one extra one that you guys didn't have. So I thought that it No was one wants to hear about your extra reading, Josh. All yeah. Right, then. All right. Uh, but I do want to hear about your favorite panels. Let's do favorite panels. All right, Kyle, I'm going to have you go first. Favorite panelists. Tell us, what's your favorite panel in this bad boy? Okay, my favorite. Do I have to read the panel? Or? Well, you don't have to read no, the panel. You just tell us, tell us about it. So find it so you can show us. And we okay. can go, oh, that's a great panel, Kyle. Good job. All right, so Kyle's, Kyle's finding his favorite panel. He's flipping to it. He's still flipping. If you listen closer, you hear the pages flip. Picking it up. No. Oh, it's a good podcast. It's good, it's good page flipping. You almost got a Kyle. I, I feel it. Okay, yeah. It's, okay, it's the one uh, Barbara Gordon like wakes up, and it was kind of confusing. But when she wakes up, it's like a panel showing her like feet in like the hospital room, and like Jim Gordon just in the corner, and he's just like saying that he'll always basically be there for her. And I thought that was pretty cool because I finally made the connection of. Uh, Barbara Gordon being the chief's daughter. So there we go. So this is a guy who isn't a comic book guy, right? And it plays to your point that, you know, if you're going to make her have her have this relationship with her father, um, that was from the Secret Origins issue. That's the issue I didn't read. That's the one issue I didn't read because it wasn't. Oh, you missed out on the, that's, on the best part. That's the one I picked. I, I skipped that one. Did you like Did you like that little? I did. The, I, I did. Okay. Well, it, was, it was good. I thought, well, it's a, it's a mini in it. So I think the one that Batgirl is in, that Secret Origin, is Batgirl fires... Uh, and two other superheroes are in that comic book, so that's why it's a really short little vignette. Uh, but it was like DC did a like a, a bit of like here we're gonna do all these secret origins, so you can see like some background stuff on each of these characters. So that was Kyle's favorite panel because he likes feet because he's into that. I'm not um, into feet for the record. <laughs> <laughs> so so Travis, what's your favorite panel? Uh, I'm gonna cheat on my own thing here. I don't think mm-hmm. a splash page is what you picked. Jerk. No, that's not what I picked. Okay. I'm just saying you jerk. Yeah, you're I picking know. Several. Things. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I like. I mean, the art's my favorite. Thinking about this book, uh, there is uh, at the beginning. It's the the splash page at the beginning of of one of the comics here, uh, and it's got a real. It's kind of vignettes of, of Batgirl kicking butt and like the height of her popularity. But the what I love about it is the background. What they use are almost like how what would you call this, Josh? These 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 uh, tiles. They're like multicolored tiles yeah. that are very like um, uh, James Bond, a la Sean Connery. Diamonds are forever. Well, it also kind of reminds me of like uh, old school Batman too. Like right? The, the, yeah. The primary colors. In- this is this is a nineteen seventies. A movie poster, like the yeah. colors are using in here, the the pea greens, the the oranges, uh, the different shades of oranges with the pinks mix, mixing to the purples, and just it's just fun. It just kind of shows, and then we we still get to slip in some of the social media aspect of it too. I thought that so was kind of Batgirl cool. silhouette against uh, panels of her fighting, and this is a, probably thirty seven. I think is what issue that is. Yeah, no, thirty eight. Thirty eight. So okay. First first. Page uh, issue thirty eight. Check like it that, out. I, I like that, that panel poster because it's got like the it shows like the tweets about it. Like uh, there's like a, a Instagram picture of it or pictograph or whatever they whatever their version of it right. is. Right. Oh, that was kind of that's the it's like a really cool like photoshopped like uh, collage. Yeah, yeah. I like that one. My favorite panel is going to be from uh, thirty nine. I'm going to grab your trade yep. so I don't flip through single issues. Uh, and it's where she um, is riding a motorcycle. She's going to find out what the heck is going on in uh, in the the uh, oh crap and hook right. So the she's concert. trying to yeah. So she's right. trying to figure out what's going on there. Her and her and uh, Black Canary go to the building to go find out where the bad guys are. And there's a scene 
and I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna cheat. I'm gonna cheat. Yeah, you, cheated. you do it. Yeah. So I'm gonna say the bottom part of this panel. She drives her motorcycle up the wall, and then she uses her grappling hook, and the the sound pum. I just love this. That goes pum, and so yeah. that's the grappling hook. And then a parachute comes out of her motorcycle, and it lands safely. I down love below. how you read sound effects. That's so awesome. Pum. Yeah. <laughs> it, it falls safely. It's like down. I see you reading it and then making the sounds in your I head, do, then giggling like that's giggling a, like a little schoolgirl. The sound effects in comic books are like one of my favorite things, and I think that they do a really good job with them in this in this book. Uh, and then the motorcycle falls down below by the by by the parachute. And then she gets a text message that says show off, right? Like Black Canary texts her. And I think like if, if my friends and I were superheroes and I did something badass, then I would get a text message that said something about what I did. You know, yeah. what I, like, I feel I like it. mine would be more like of a smart ass comment, but similar to that. Right. Like, like yeah. you, you and that's the kind of stuff. I think that's where they use social media really well. I think that that's an example in the book where you're like, oh, yeah, no, that totally would happen. Uh, I, yeah. I can see I can see how that is a superhero dealing with modern social technology right now. And I thought that was kind of a cool way to do it. Which, if that is something that interests you, then pick up Batgirl, because a superhero superhero dealing with modern technology now is what this is the center of this book. Yeah. And um, that's uh, that's been Batgirl of Burnside. I, I, Burnside. I personally wouldn't uh, recommend it. I would be very choosy about who I rec- recommended it to. I love the art. I would I would get Babs to draw me anything. Um, and it's 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 great art. I the story. I don't want to say it isn't for me because I think that's a cop out. Um, but the story, uh, it didn't have enough depth for me, and I don't need that depth. But it also didn't have; it wasn't fun enough to be a fun thing, and it wasn't deep enough for for it to have profound to me. Mm-hmm. But the art, tits. <laughs> the art is beautiful. I'm gonna mm-hmm. give you that. Uh, I'd recommend it to someone who I think. I, I think someone who's in that demographic, someone I think who's a young millennial like Kyle here that I said, hey, you should read this. Right. Uh, that I think like you're new to comic books. This relates to that age group a different way than I think giving them an issue of anything else. Preacher. Would. A preacher, right? I, I think I think that would be – I think you're right. Although Kyle might like Preacher. Yeah, I, who doesn't I like think Preacher? I would like Preacher. All right, so – uh, that would be the big thing. I would I would agree with you. I, I would say that I love the art more than I love the story. I don't think the story's bad. I, I think Cameron and Fletcher took over, uh, and I think that that's part of it. They took over and they're trying to make it their own. I will say that pacing on these these books is amazing. You you get your money's worth. Oh, yeah. You eat these single issues. Like you get a lot of story. They cram a lot of they story do. in these books. Well done on the pacing. All right, Kyle. Would you would you recommend this book to somebody? Yeah, I would. I'd probably recommend it, like you said, basically to the millennials and maybe even someone who didn't like the old school comic books, I feel like. And even just for the art. Like, I know a lot of people are into art that would en- probably enjoy and get more into comics just because of uh, Bab's art. Mm-hmm. Bab's tar. Yeah. You draw some beautiful stuff. I'll get her a yeah. tattoo. Whip. <laughs> Whip. All right. So, here we go. Backer Lebrun side, we're comic exposure. Done. That was done. Backer was it's in the past. That's in the past. Let's move towards the future. Let's look ahead. Tell them what's coming up. All right, so we're comic exposure. Uh, coming up on the podcast is Bitch Planet. Bitch Planet, y'all. Bitch yeah. Planet. I can't yeah. wait to say bitch so many yeah. times. Oh, as we read. Say it so many bitch times. Uh, so we're, we're going to do Bitch Planet. I can't Planet. wait to call your wife uh, who will be on the podcast a Bitch Planet. That's, well, we're having our bitch panel for Bitch yeah. Planet. So we're, we're, doing, uh, we're doing Bitch Planet. Uh, by Kelly Sue DeConnick, and I cannot remember who does the art off the top of my head, and that's terrible, but I will definitely... $6 on Amazon, people. It's so cheap if right you, now. You, I don't, if, you haven't been, if you haven't got caught up because you're like, oh, you know what, you read uh, trades every two weeks, it gets kind of expensive, $6. Buy it now. Just buy it now. Buy Bitch, bitch Planet, Planet, y'all. 
by Bitch Planet. So Bitch Planet's the next one on the podcast. We're going to have a panel of ladies on to talk about Bitch Planet because you and I, not being ladies, uh, I figure we need some oh, it's a need lady. Some vagina in the room to kind of... A lot more vagina of, in this room. Yeah. Yeah, there will be a lot more vagina in the moon, right. room when that happens. Uh, so we're going to do Bitch Planet's the next one on the podcast. Uh, next one on the podcast. Then after that, Travis, is our one-year anniversary special. Is it? Where we're going to do... Why the Last Man? Hold my hand. It's all sweaty from holding the oh, mic. Oh yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna do Why the Last Man. We're gonna talk about all ten issues with a group of people again. We're gonna try to do a bigger comic book panel discussion for Why the Last Man, uh, and it's gonna be fun. I'm excited to talk about Bitch Planet. I'm excited to talk about Why the Last Man. Uh, so if you haven't read Bitch Planet, get it on Amazon. It's cheap. If you've read Why the Last Man, awesome. Come listen. If you haven't read it, go buy all ten volumes. And that's all you can do for like the next three at weeks. At a local right? comic book store. At a local. Yeah, yeah. Support, support your LCS. Your, yeah, yeah. Actually, you know, the problem is, Why the Last Man is out of print. So if you want, is if you it? want it, you got to yeah. get it. There's a different book style now. So you've got to oh, do you it. Oh, you got to get the thicker hardcovers. Yeah, so yeah, you yeah. thicker hardcovers, just like they did Preacher. So this is Comic Exposure. You can find us on Twitter, at Comic Exposure. Uh, you can find us online, www.comicexposure.com. And you can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Comic Exposure. Kyle, anything to plug? Yeah. You got anything, Kyle? Yeah, Twitter account. Uh, yeah, you, got uh, Facebook. you can follow Twitter. You can follow Kyle at at what? At pretty much anything. Uh, probably Instagram. Pretty at, much anything. dot com. Yeah, pretty anything. dot com. What, what's your what's well, your Instagram yeah, yeah, handle? Give your handle, what's brother. Instagram handle. Yeah. What what can people find you at? at uh, what? Kyle Stylus. At Kyle, Kyle Stylus. Stylus. As in like a stylus of a needle uh, drop on a record. Okay, so oh, stylus. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. So it. what's your what's your what's your uh, Twitter, Kyle? Uh, my Twitter. I don't really use it. So okay. So never mind. Don't follow Kyle on Twitter. Yeah. You can follow us on Twitter at Comic Exposure. Boom. I don't know Twitter because of that. We'll yeah. see you next trade.